This is episode number 267 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jesse Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health, and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of To Birth and Beyond. It's Jesse Mundell and Anita Lambert. So today we're chatting about building a flare up plan for yourself when symptoms, specifically pelvic floor or pelvic health symptoms might ramp up for you. And Anita, I think I got this verbiage of flare-up plan from you. And so now I use it with all of our clients, all the people, because it is just, it's so important. It can be so impactful for how people are able to think about their symptoms or sensation that they might experience regarding their pelvic health. But it also is just really powerful for how people can then move through symptoms and sensations when they do flare up. So I think this is just such a necessary episode for us to chat through. I know we've talked about this in pieces on other episodes, but we just wanted to give you all one episode where we talk through this in full about how you can develop this flare out plan for yourself and put it into practice. Yeah. And I love that you share this with clients. I honestly don't even remember where I heard it from or where in my kind of training I heard it, but I just find it gives so much more autonomy to clients so that like, they're not dependent on seeing you or seeing me or seeing any professional, like our goal is for people to be able to manage things themselves and give them the tools because life is going to have ups and downs. We are going to have stress. We're going to have times where so many factors in our life might impact our symptoms. And when we have those tools to, you know, remind ourselves of like, okay, so I'm having a symptomatic day or a symptomatic week. Can I look back? Like what might be contributing to it? What could I do to help? And I, I really find when people have the, that flare up plan, And it gives them also the confidence too that they can move through it, like you said. And often people get back to feeling either how they did before or, you know, sometimes even better than before because they've kind of tuned back into their body, what they need um, as a person as well. And then they move forward. And then even each time it happens, I find people get back to where they were before actually faster and faster. So I just find it gives people a lot more confidence and just really empowers them to take control of their own health. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's the first really important point of building this flare plan for yourself is number one, understanding 
what your beliefs are, what the stories are that you believe to be true about your symptoms, about your pain, your discomfort, whatever it might be, because that's going to be paramount for us to actually build more trust in our bodies, feel more capable, and to move through the symptoms, like to interrupt this spiraliness that can occur in our brains when we have symptoms ramp up. And we just want to validate that it makes sense if you are feeling scared, nervous, fearful of these symptoms, it makes sense. It can be really uncomfortable to feel that in your body. And especially if you have been told some guidance or advice from you know, whatever it might be, the internet, Dr. Google, other fitness and health professionals who have told you that your pelvic organ prolapse symptoms mean X, Y, Z, scary thing. I find that for my clients, they come to us already with these kind of scary beliefs about their pelvic floor, about their leaking, about their prolapse, whatever it might be. They have these ideas that are making them very scared about their body. We need to be able to interrupt the scary thoughts first before we can get any further to dealing with the symptoms to actually getting us to a place where we can physically mentally and emotionally work through them the first thing we need to do is really just check in to see is this true about this symptom or sensation that I am feeling? Is what I'm believing actually true? Is this evidence-based education that I have about the symptom? It is one of those things where I do find that is definitely step one is like going through and what have they heard? Um, And I think that's where it can help to, whether hearing on a podcast or when you work with a professional, this whole idea of test and retest, right? I mean, we can do that in your, you know, coaching sessions and physiotherapy sessions. We can, for example, prolapse, right? I'll have a lot of clients who are afraid to lift anything with prolapse because someone has told them you can't lift anything yet. They have like a now 10, 10 pound baby. They got a car seat, all these things, and they can't lift, but yet real life they're required to lift. So we will in the moment go through things that they may not have thought they could do, but we will test them out in a comfortable way, giving feedback and them feeling the difference right away as in like less symptoms with certain strategies, that kind of thing that already gives information to our nervous system. This is okay. And I now have strategies on how to do this if I feel symptomatic. Now, things like stress, right? If we I mean, I've had so many clients, especially the last couple of years, have family things come up, whether it's a a death in the family, whether it's confrontations within relationships come up. And my clients clearly know how stressful those situations are. So, I mean, we can't, we can't, you know, test and retest those things. But if they understand how stress impacts our system and impacts our symptoms before those situations happen, And then maybe a reminder, if those things come up, then it's not, not that it makes the situation any easier by any means, but I think it's having that understanding of how those things affect our body. And then what can we do to help 
dampen those symptoms to help manage what we're feeling, I think can make such a difference. Absolutely. So I think that's really where we start. We just check in with ourselves. If we have, I'll just give a personal example for me. When I know when my stress rises, when I am underslept, if I have been woken up multiple times in the night by kids, I know I'm probably going to get some low back symptoms, achiness, tightness, and stiffness that might ramp up that next day. So for me, when I wake up in the morning, when I get started on my day, if I'm feeling that tightness, I know my very first move in my flare-up plan is to self-talk myself into a more positive mindset about what I might be experiencing. And this isn't bypassing. You don't have to bypass your feelings and just, you know, like high vibe your way out (laughs) of it. It really is like, fuck, this sucks. I don't want to be feeling like this today. This is so annoying. I hate that this comes up. Allow yourself to have that moment for sure. But then what we want to do, what I do is I need to catch myself before I go through the rest of my day thinking like, this is going to last all week. I'm going to be feeling like this for the next seven days. I'm not going to be able to do the workouts that I want to do. I'm going to be uncomfortable all the time, like yada, 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 all the places my mind could go. Often for me, this also comes up with like body comparison stuff, like if my pelvis was just in a better position, if my rib cage was in a better position, if I was stronger here, if I wasn't so weak here, I can really go down this road of picking myself and my body apart. And that's not going to be a good place for me to go. So I know I need to interrupt those thoughts and really just self-talk, coach myself up And really saying these things out loud or writing them down or thinking them in my head, like, this is going to be okay. I've been here before. I know that this this pain is going to come down in a few days, maybe even tomorrow. It's probably going to be right back to baseline, right back tomorrow. I know that this is happening because that stress came up, et cetera. I have to go there before I am able to walk through it. So I really need to talk myself down because I can get really spirally in my brain about what it all means, which is probably not actually what it all means. It's just in that moment, I'm feeling a certain way about it. So super important for me and for my clients too. We just really empower them to coach themselves up. So interrupt those thoughts that you know, logically, are probably not true. And just remind yourself about what has happened, what has led up, that maybe is contributing to you feeling this stuff right now. Yeah, I love the stages that you talk about. And I I do think it's really important, as hard as it can be, but be present with it versus how you talked about spiraling of like, this is going to be lasting all week. Oh no, it's going to last all month. Oh, this is actually never going to go away. It's like, if you can just be like, this is how I'm feeling today, this morning, like even later today, things can feel different. So just to really be present, I think is 
is very helpful for that that timeline because that can interrupt that the spiraling of of thinking way far ahead exactly and the other thing you kind of touched on in terms of the physical stuff is just knowing what actually helps you to feel better in your body in terms of physical behaviors or movement and then having your list and maybe it's one two three things that you know helps you to feel better in your body and then putting those into place so that could be 30 minute leisurely walk maybe it's a strength workout maybe it's five minutes of mobility Perhaps it's ensuring that you have eaten enough protein, fiber, you've gotten enough hydration in, what helps you physically feel well in your body, and then do those things to the best of your ability, because that will help you to feel nourished, cared for, and it can just really shift the state of how you are feeling in your body at that time. And then the last thing to consider is just what else you might need on a mental and emotional level. This kind of fits into the self-talk category, but just also what do you need to feel better in your body right now, mentally and emotionally? Do you need to cry? Do you need to scream? Do you need to get this like rage and anger out of your body somehow? And what helps that for you? Is it journaling? Is it talking to a friend, your coach, your physio, whatever the situation might be that helps you to feel better in your brain about what you're experiencing? What helps you to move the emotions through your body? Do those things too anything else that you find important for your people? I feel like everything was covered because I really think people will take away from this of like never, maybe never having thought about a flare up plan. And now after listening to this, you'll be able to kind of just take a little bit of time and like jot it down in your phone or wherever, you know, some things that could actually help that, you know, maybe you've tried, maybe things you haven't tried yet that could actually help if your symptoms ramp up. Yes. And just the last thing I'll touch on on this is to be realistic about symptoms, sensations, pain. I think it's red flaggy to have trainers or health practitioners who tell you, yes, we'll be able to get rid of your leaking forever. We're going to cure the prolapse. Once we get through this 12-week program, you'll never experience this incontinence again. It just is probably not going to be like that. Can we work with you to help you feel much better in your body, to reduce and tone down these symptoms that you might be experiencing? Yeah, that's absolutely the goal. But also, we live in a society we live in this world where things can be stressful and difficult and those things can have such a big impact on how we feel in our bodies so this is why the flare-up plan is so valuable because these symptoms might come up again 
They might come up in a cyclical sense. They might come up in periods of high stress. And it's more important to know what to do with them than to try to just rid yourself of them forever and ever. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 